You're listening to Something Real, connecting the reality of God to the realities of life. If you're playing along, this is about the sixth time I've had a really bad cold recording one of these. <laughs> anyway, um, today's something to talk about. We are discussing Imagine Worship, um, the dance group that came to real life this past weekend. And that led into a discussion of just talking about dance in general, uh, its origins in the Bible, uh, how it is is portrayed today, uh, what it means, how we move. It was a really interesting conversation, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Indeed.com. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Good morning Rich. What are we doing here again today? We're apparently doing a podcast. All right. Somebody forgot to tell me. Talking about ergonomic seating positions. Apparently. Have you seen those chairs that are like for offices? They're like thousands and thousands There's of dollars. There's some crazy stuff But they're supposed there to be sure. really good for you. Anyway, uh, we are going to talk about dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was unfortunately not here on Sunday because I was ill. I still have the remnants of that in my nasal uh, passages. But uh, I did watch the live stream, and uh, Imagine Worship was here, mm-hmm. and they did a great job. And uh, I am always amazed when they come here, uh, and I think this will probably be end up being the bulk of our conversation, but I'm always amazed how different styles of dancing can be. Um, and we touched on it last time even for now I'm going to stick with just American culture uh, with what we have kind of assumed dance to be and like what the first thing is that pops into your head when you think of somebody dancing and so when they come here and they and it's it's not just I mean the songs they choose are obviously you know mostly Christian music and 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 so that kind of brings you into it but their movements are so different than even if you were to go to um, a formal dance recital there's there's a difference to it and i always appreciate that and it kind of gives me a a different perspective a refresher on on how to think and feel about dance in general yeah yeah and they use some of these pieces in competition and other Mm -hmm. things uh depending on where they're at i think the competition piece they did not bring here because of the space but um, there are a number of different things that they do one of the things that really impressed me uh, there's a quartet my daughter happens to be in it, but there's a quartet that danced to an instrumental version of Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And um, their, the movements of the dance are expressing the lyrics of the song. That aren't the, there. You're not hearing it. <laughs> right. It's instrumental. Well, uh, Google Drive cut out because we were playing the songs off of Google Drive. <clears throat> and it cut out in the middle of the song. Mm-hmm. And so um, no music. So they're still dancing. The congregation started singing Great Is Thy Faithfulness, which was awesome. It, right. was, it was great. But started singing during the chorus of oh, Great Is Thy yeah. Faithfulness. So then when it continued, we continued with the wrong verse. I don't know who started it. It might have been me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we were in the song. I don't know where they were in the dance. Just started singing whatever next words came to mind. Well, their movements in the dance didn't match those particular lyrics right. for that portion of the song. So my daughter told me afterwards, <clears throat> or told my wife Shelley, and Shelley told me, they actually changed the dance while they were dancing in front of everybody without talking to one another. Just they're, they've worked together on this, right. and, they, and they were so 
in sync. So they with had one the another. moves. It was just like switched verses. They or just kind of yeah. and dancers do this fairly often because the, you know when you get to a certain level and you and, and you were in dance long enough to to know some of this. There are just certain dance moves that you mm. just translate into different formats. So they're doing this dance. They change the dance. Well, at the end of their music, it re- repeats the chorus. Greatest of faithfulness. Greatest. Mm. You know, does it a few times. Uh, which we wouldn't be doing in the song. Right. So they realize that in the song, and rather than doing their ending where they continue to go around and around, they adapted and ran out the front of the church and let us finish the chorus. All of this without talking, while they're in front of us, on the fly. That's cool. And I'm like, man, this is so amazing. And as a as a coach for, for various sports stuff, and football in particular, you know, I told my brother, man, if we ever had athletes that were that in <laughs> they sync with other, you're talking about, you know, championship level thought. Just right. just to be that together and to enjoy one another in this. It was a beautiful thing. And, and there were a number of things like that because every time you do something, it's different. And right. this, um, some of those dances were really, you know, kind of pretty big groups that were pretty squished together. Mm-hmm. And they adapted to it during, um, I think it was the hip hop piece. And yes, we were doing dance, worship, and hip hop, and, and they did. Uh, at one point, my daughter has a, a front handspring through it, and I'm like, "There's no way they're just going to drop that from the piece. There's no way she can do it." And she did it. I thought she might land in my lap, but uh, the, just the the way they're able to adapt to the environment. Uh, there are two different surfaces up there that they're dancing on, uh, and they they handled it. They did really well. Yeah, I was well. worried about some broken ankles and things like that yeah no i was uh i was just i was thrilled with you know and and we talk about this with the band a lot too with the worship band Um, as we're doing it there is you want to be really careful we talked about this sunday you want to be really careful not to let it devolve into um performance at this we don't want it to be about us but there's at the same time there's something inherently performance oriented about it because you're in front of people right. you're leading people in by in definition worship. you are performing there's there's no way for that not to <laughs> right. be uh, just like a you know a preacher cannot be consumed with you know people seeing me that that you know when it starts to be an ego thing you fail you're done you know you shouldn't be there at all and yet if if you have a complete aversion to that you're probably not going to succeed really well. God right. gifts you for that task by making you comfortable speaking in front of people, even if you're not. Some people aren't naturally that way, but when it comes to that speaking, then you know God puts you in that setting and you're good at it. Um, you know, I tend to be naturally introverted, but God has <laughs> He put me in a family where I was instructed that I will be extroverted, whether I want to be or not, so that. I could do the job that he would eventually prepare me for, but that's that's not my natural inclination. I'm talkative, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I'm introverted at the same time. So anyway, to see them caught up in worship, the first song that they started with uh, was the fruit of the spirit or the fruits of the spirit, I think they call it, and it's an instrumental piece where uh, Miss Rhonda and Miss Sarah had the girls oh, yeah. take the verse from Galatians. Uh, 5, 22, and 23, and break out the, the various aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. And each of the girls took that and described it or defined it in their own words and then read that piece. So you're hearing the girls talk about this in their own voice, 
with their own words. Now, maybe some of them had help from parents, but but it's it's them expressing their connection with the scripture right. and then dancing this out. And I I love the fact that it's a personal thing, mm-hmm. and it's a reflection of the fact that we have to have a personal faith. It's not a private faith. It's a faith lived out in front of everyone because Christians do literally live in a fishbowl. I mean, that's we are being watched. Maybe that's not the right place to use literally. We don't, you know, we're, we don't literally live underwater with fish, but... I can't swim. Metaphorically, we live in a fishbowl. So as we are ambassadors in the world around us, we are on display. And mm-hmm. Paul uses that kind of language. Uh, Jesus doesn't quite use that language that I recall but he does talk about the fact that we are on display, that our, our good works should be lived out before people. At the same time, he says not to let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. That, that as we're, right. there's a balance of being on display, but not being into that display. Mm-hmm. Our, our purpose is mm-hmm. to bring glory to the Father. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what they were doing in this as well. And I, and I love the fact that the, the fact that you have to adapt, that you right. have to keep changing. Uh, and, and you get these unexpected things. They had to, they didn't rehearse here beforehand. They right. came in uh, 845. Uh, worship service starts at 1004. They came in at 845, uh, figured out where they're going to change and all that kind of stuff. Miss Sarah and I had talked about it previously. <clears throat> Got to look at the stage, did some quick run-throughs to, to check but out. didn't have like a practice. Did. Right. So they were unfamiliar with it. And isn't that like life? I mean, you had a situation like that this morning. You had a, a very specific plan on how some things were going to happen. Uh, that that will significantly affect uh, future. It didn't happen that way, and it, life throws us a curveball, mm-hmm. and we have to adapt mm-hmm. and figure out how. You don't have to like it. Well, no, but we do have to figure out <laughs> right. how are we going to glorify God in this situation. Right. How now that things have gone exactly the opposite of what I thought, what I expected, what I prepared for, my heart, my emotions, my mind, my plans, everything prepared for a specific direction. Now I can't do that. Uh, the music cuts out, for example. Now I have to adapt and overcome. How am I going to do that for the glory of God in my situation in life? And so I think just even in mundane things like that, there's such a great <coughs> spiritual truth that we can take away from it. And uh, I love I love seeing it. Yeah, I would have liked to see that uh, greatest life faithfulness thing in person. That would have been cool. <laughs> well, and they uh, uh, we've got so many of these that we might think of as transcendent and worshipful when you when you're doing ballet and, and, yeah. and the contemporary stuff um, that is more of a fluid movement. And then and then we ended with a song by, by Grant Benjamin, who I had not heard of previous to this song, uh, called Elevate. It's a hip hop rap kind of deal. And normally this is a, a genre of music that very often we associate with everything bad right, about music, right. right? So the hypersexuality, the ungodliness, the, the swagger, drinking, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And so here's a song that is the opposite of that, talking about, it's called Elevate, and, and it's talking about how uh, we, we go higher because of Christ in us, we go higher. And it's, of course, in a hip-hop style. And so the girls, are, the girls are up here uh, dancing <laughs> and we're a multi-generational church, so we've got uh, you know folks in their 80s and, and all the way down to young kids. And uh, <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, boy, I know my father-in-law hates this music. <laughs> There's no way that he likes this music. But as we're seeing this physical expression of these things, it, there is a natural beauty in it. And 
you know, you had talked about the you know different styles of music and the way we have generally thought of dance mm-hmm. that that goes along with it, and there is something you mentioned in our last um, in in our pre podcast that something to think about. Say, I got it right you that got it time. Right. Uh, <clears throat> if you just think about it, you'll get it. If I think about it, then I can talk about it. Uh, you mentioned that there's you know sort of an inherent sexuality to it and we've attributed that specifically and, and and there is and that creates some controversy but it also i think is intended by god to be this way that we are physical beings and we are as humans he has created us as sexual beings which is one of the issues i think that we run into with uh with all the identity stuff that we're dealing with today uh, and and when we look at like the book of Ephesians talking about our identity and this movie Overcomer that, that is out right now talking about what defines you. That's been the problem. It's not that all of a sudden we have homosexuality in America. Oh gosh, right. that's new. That was in Genesis. <clears throat> right. There's nothing new about anything. There is absolutely no sexual sin that has not already happened out there. Uh, as Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. But it's it's how we approach these various things as as the devil twists what God has made good. So the identity issue is, is where we struggle. Human beings are, are, are sexual by nature. There is holy and unholy. There's natural and unnatural. But it really isn't a matter of... The, okay, I'm going to offend some people and, and cause controversy. It isn't a matter of whether or not you're born that way. That has really ultimately has nothing to do with any of it. All of us are born with a sin nature. So... The question isn't what particular symptoms of that cancer are you prone to display, but what are you going to do with that cancer? Are you going to bring it to Christ? So when we're talking about dancing, it's kind of the same sort of a thing. It's not a matter of whether you will dance. You will dance one way or another. You might not call it dancing, but we will express ourselves physically, period. That's going to happen. As we're talking here and an audio podcast i'm gesturing with my hands right there's an old joke if you want to stop the preacher from preaching tie his hands together you know it's that sort of a thing where we do express ourselves even as we're we're talking we say yes we nod when we say yes why we already said yes we, you know we've already expressed it verbally now i'm really hyper aware of all i'm i'm watching you nod as you're saying <laughs> you know people don't get to put on the facebook people on the, the live facebook stream get people. to see you but you know the podcast listeners don't get to see you nodding as you're going through this right but sometimes they're probably doing the same thing. When they're I'm, in their car going, yeah. Yeah, all three yeah. of them. And so as I'm, as I'm listening to a podcast, I will often interact with it physically yeah. without even thinking about it. Right. I'll be, oh, yeah, you know, nodding when the preacher says something. And I'm by myself. There's, You're that guy. <laughs> I am that guy, but I feel pretty confident that pretty much everybody right. is that guy. They well, just even, don't you know, admit to it. Tapping your fingers on the steering wheel to a song on the Absolutely. radio or anything. Absolutely. And then people look at you at the stoplight and you feel sheepish about it. But they're, they're doing, doing it, it too. too right. So the, when the we see... when you're listening to the same song and you're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a commercial. So as, uh, you know, our memory verse, we like to have a memory verse for, even if we don't have a sermon, we want to have a memory verse every week. And, and so our memory verse for this week was Psalm 149.3 from the... Uh, NIV 2011 edition. I have to specify that as opposed to the good edition in 84. Um, sorry, sorry, Zondervan. So, uh, anyway, uh, the, the verse is this, let them praise his name with dance and make music to him with timbrel and harp. Uh, and so throughout the Psalms, we see this type of thing. Um, Todd, um, our 
one of our overseers read as our opening psalm on Sunday, Psalm 150. Uh, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that, hath, that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, notice I, every once in a while I get a little King Jamesy in there when I'm doing the Psalms. But, I, but as we're doing it, we can't separate music from worship. Mm -hmm. It's not just music, but we, we can't eliminate that part. It always comes along with it right. somehow. And dancing is tied. We see it in Psalm 149, Psalm 150, other places. It's tied into there. In fact, when we look at, at um, oh, what is it? Second Samuel. I think it's Second Samuel. Um, let me pull it up here. When David comes in, uh, yeah, David is, is uh, coming in after, no, Second Samuel, I think is, if I'm looking at the right one. Uh, David's victories are, are coming out, and, and the, the women of the community uh, are singing praise to him and, and dancing to him. And right now, I should have looked it up before I uh, started talking about it. Um, and, and part of their expression is the dance. Mm -hmm. And then um, later on, um, later on when David welcomes the, uh, welcomes the ark, of the covenant back into Jerusalem and and comes with it, uh, he is dancing in a loincloth essentially. You know, he's he's right. stripped down and he's dancing his exuberant praise before the Lord. And his wife sees him doing it and despises him uh, because it's it's beneath him. It's beneath his dignity. Uh, and I I'm, I'm not pulling it up. I my brain's drawn a blank here, but it should be right in front of me and. Uh, it probably is even on the page, but there are so many words. There are a lot of words in the Bible. Anyhow, uh, so as she despises him because of this, it's not because the dancing is, you know, inappropriate to the time. Right. It's because it's beneath his dignity, mm -hmm. and that's a I think a part of you know you mentioned the the sexuality of it. The there's a people get embarrassed to dance, you know, right. at every you know teenage prom you standing get, you know, on either wall <laughs> right i think every sitcom in the 80s had right, that, right. that scene the first dance cosby right. did that once yeah, you know, yeah yeah where you know all the boys are on one side all the girls on the other side and and everybody's too cool to dance why because you're exposing yourself as you're doing this there's a vulnerability to it mm -hmm. and that's i think where it connects to the to the sexuality of it that's why when we see um at, at so many um you know not god-centered uh, celebrations the dancing goes hand in hand with alcohol and other mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. that cause us to lose our inhibitions god designed us to be able to have intimacy and vulnerability but when we twist that when sin enters in when we have to have the sin and shame that comes along with genesis 3 and we see adam and eve hiding first time they ever had to hide first time they had fear first time they had shame prior to that uh, there was a non-issue. Vulnerability was normal. It was mm -hmm. okay. It was good. They, mm -hmm. they weren't ashamed of anything. Sin brings in that shame. So then nowadays, we can't approach things the same way. So it is important that we 
in our dancing, in our physical expression, that we embrace purity and modesty as we do it. Because there is an appropriate vulnerability and there's an inappropriate vulnerability. There's an appropriate intimacy and an inappropriate intimacy. So there are ways of dancing that do not honor God, and that's recognizable. Mm. Uh, my, my older daughter had previously danced in a different studio, and she was maybe middle school age. And uh, I won't mention the name of the studio, but you also danced there. <clears throat> and at, at that time, they were already being pushed into movements that were inherently inappropriate. Uh, costuming that was inherently inappropriate and that made us very very uncomfortable and so now in the studio that, that they're in now at Dance Arts in Stevensville there is for anybody that's in our southwestern Michigan area um, because of their values and their commitment to the Lord they you know and I'm sure different people have different standards that some might not agree with all right. of them, but they uh, they dance as as modestly as as fits what, what we're doing right. here it is it is dance I mean, right. you're wearing leotards right. but um, but you're not dressing like strippers you're not acting like strippers you're doing hip-hop music that glorifies God that expresses and not it's not like it's a Christian dance studio per se imagine right. worship right. is a Christian right. expression of that but they uh, they work really hard to teach these girls character as they're doing it because anything, and I think dance is, is like sport in this, it builds character, but more than that, it reveals. It reveals who we are. And so it's shaping these young people, but it also is an expression. Anytime we express ourselves, when we're, if you go to a wedding reception and, and you get out on the floor and get jiggy with it, however you're going to express yourself, the, the natural way that- big 90s that, reference. <laughs> yes, it is. The, the way that you dance, mm -hmm says a lot about right. who you are. It says about you know where your heart is. Um, and there's, there's a, an innocent dancing that is still um, very, very physical. And then there's a less innocent dancing. We've got to be aware of these kinds of things. And as we get older, you know, things that are not inappropriate for a three-year-old or a five-year-old when right. they're dancing become inappropriate for a teenager or an adult right. when they're dancing. Just you know, we have the sense to recognize that. Although in 2019, in our world, maybe we don't have the sense to no recognize rules. that. We need to start teaching modesty again, teaching um, purity, maybe not as we've described it at other times, but in a way that everything that we do is surrendered to God. Everything that we do um, is recognizing that my purpose here is to glorify Him. And if I can glorify Him with the way I'm dancing, wonderful. But if I'm glorifying anything else, if I'm if I'm glorifying, you know, the the innate uh, sexuality of human movement. If I'm glorifying the human body in itself, as opposed to as uh, as a part of God's creation, uh, maybe I'm not expressing that well. Then I start to take the focus off of the Creator and put it on the creation. And we want to be very careful about those things. Well, I'm, I'm glad you added that last bit that we want to be careful about it because I don't think necessarily. That that's something you think about when you're dancing, or you know. No, that's true. You don't you don't get on the dance floor <clears throat> and typically and think how can I move to glorify God and or or, right. or 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 rather I guess on the other hand, 
But if it's a part of who you are already, right, that's right. going to be what changes. I guess what the what maybe is a, is a better uh, question is, or idea is, not thinking about that at all. Like yeah. just letting your natural movements come and 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 asking yourself, what am I doing with yeah. this? What am I trying to get from this? Yeah. What am I trying to express from this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think those are often questions that most of us ask ourselves when we're, you know, getting on a dance floor. And or honestly, whatever. the things that the music says right. has a lot to do with it. You know, true. there's Very true. there's no way for me to glorify God with the explicit lyrics right. in the music. That's right. just not you can't right. do that. Um, but, but I can have an instrumental piece that doesn't right. say anything, right. and I can still be dishonoring God with my body right. the way I go about right. it. And, you know, if you go to a club or you watch YouTube videos or television shows or whatever of, of these things, um, it, it's very common today. I've seen this at, at high school dances. Um, <laughs> and it's been a while since I've chaperoned one, so it tells you it's not new. Uh, it's been a while. Where you're, you know, a popular form of dance is to imitate or replicate sex acts yes, on the dance floor. Yes. That's that's never good. That's never okay. So as we're doing those sorts of things, that if we're going to call that all right, then we're falling into a, a, a licentiousness, a, a libertinism that, that says, oh, there's no rules. It's okay. Do whatever. But if well, I, we love God, yeah. then the way we express ourselves physically should reflect that. Not should reflect that. Will reflect that. If it doesn't reflect right. that, then my heart, my values are out of sync. I think that's 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 the key there is because most of the time when you're dancing, you're probably not thinking right. very much. Yeah, that's a really good so point. So it's what's on the inside essentially that's going to come out. Right. And if you're, if you're, if you're just kind of going with the flow with the music and moving your body the natural way that you would, what is inside of you then without your thought process taking control is going to be what comes out of you. And right. so I think, like you said a, a minute ago, you know, if, if that is in you, then that's what's going to come out. Right. And so you can dance like Elvis Presley. Right. And it can be a very inappropriate thing. Right. Or it can be a perfectly appropriate thing. Right. You know, I've seen little kids dance like that. Right. And nobody's thinking anything sexual. <clears throat> They're not cutting their TVs off from and, the... And then other people doing those same sorts of gyrations, if I can use that word, that, you know, I might need to censor myself on these, you know, that are doing those those same kinds of things. And it's blatantly inside pushing the envelope. Right. And I can't say whether Elvis did that or not. I wasn't with him. But the... But it was culturally inappropriate the at that particular mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, holy cow, that's G-rated, you know. <laughs> Less than that. You know, so this <clears throat> what we see in our world today, just in television commercials, is so far beyond the pale. Uh, but we want to be really careful, particularly as Christians. Now, the world comes from a different perspective, and we need to recognize that. But as Christians, we need to be careful not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. And again, for you know anybody who's seen what uh, Guardians of the Galaxy called the greatest movie uh, ever made in Footloose. Are people and, saying and that? The, yeah, that's what, yeah, it was a big thing in Guardians <coughs> of the Galaxy, that Kevin Bacon is the hero Oh, they thought, saved, they saved thought the Earth, Footloose right? was the greatest movie yeah. ever made? I see. And so uh, Kevin, well. Bacon, Kevin Bacon is the superhero that saved the world. Mm. Anyhow, it, we don't want to fall into that kind of a trap where all dancing is of the devil and right. you know all this kind of stuff and you know you don't want to be John Lithgow, right? <laughs> not, not in that sense. Um, you know that's that's the devil, Bobby Boucher. We don't want to we don't want to get into all of this finding 
evil in everything all the time so that we just are right. always austere. Right. Right. That's not the picture we see of Jesus in the New Testament. When we see Jesus, the the legalists accused him of being a, a drunk who's, you know, a, and a glutton and he's, he's carousing with sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't what he was doing or, or who he was, but <laughs> he's bringing a higher level of, of law that goes beyond the letter of the law to what's going on inside your heart. You might be keeping it out on the on the externals, but you're violating the law on the internals. And Jesus obviously is at a whole other level. But he'd have been kicked out of that town when John Lithgow's talking about <laughs> those things. So it's not this it's not this either or you're you're either austere you know, never do anything, never smile, never, you know, open yourself up or let your guard down or any of that stuff. And it's not the other end of the spectrum where we're going to rebel against everything, which we also seem to have in our world today with mm-hmm. just any, anything that we don't like. We're going to rebel against all the rules and have anarchy. Neither of those two extremes honors God. But if we are seeking his will, if we're seeking his heart, if our lives exist, if everything that we do is to reflect the reality of Christ, then our dancing, our singing, our speaking, our acting, our interacting with the neighbors or the the uh, barista or the, the, the person at the gas station or, or the grocery store or our employers or our co-workers, all of that then reflects Christ. Mm-hmm. If we are in him. If we're walking in the spirit, because, we won't gratify the desires of the flesh. Because again, those things aren't necessarily things you're thinking. You're about. not thinking. About. <laughs> Just it, like dance, it, it has to be in you. Right. And, and I, I guess for another podcast, for another time, that's kind of the key. Is mm-hmm. if we're spending all our time thinking about how to keep these rules, mm-hmm. then are we really walking by the spirit? Is that really the natural flow of abiding in Christ and letting Him produce fruit in us, or is that the trappings of religion where we are? working up some sort of salvation instead of working out the salvation that he's already given us. I think that's a good place to end because that's going to kind of tie us back to where we were in Luke with the Pharisees and, well, and right. following and, the and law. Yeah, and so when we get into Luke, we're, we're going to actually be talking about going forward into signs of the times, mm-hmm. in which I actually was thinking about that as I was talking about the, the dancers adapting right, and, right. and you adapting to change and, and stuff that stresses us out. Jesus says, as he's talking about signs of the end, basically, don't sweat it. Mm-hmm. Don't understand it. Know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Don't be frightened. And I think that's a pretty good rule of life as we're going forward. Trust that God's got it under control. Don't get caught up in legalism. But as he said in Galatians, don't use your freedom as a license to sin or right. to harm others. Don't don't let it hurt somebody else's walk. You're free not to do as you please, but you're free to do as you should. Mm-hmm. You're finally free to live a life that pleases God without trying to keep all the checklists. Just follow the Spirit, learn what God teaches in His Word, hunger and thirst after righteousness. And if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, then you will love your neighbor as yourself. I think we'll stop there again. Um, thank you to Imagine Worship for coming here last weekend. And, uh, we have on October 6th, um, it's, is it Tapestry Dance? Yes, and Tapestry Dance Company will be presenting the whole thing, and Imagine will be a part of that. Um, and that will be here at Real Life on October 6th in the evening at 6.30.
I believe. Uh, I'll check. But six it's, or six thirty. I um, don't have it in front of me right we'll now. We'll post everything on Facebook. But um, yeah, yeah check so out our you, Facebook page. It will be all over there. So if you are in the area, feel free to to check that out. I'm sure they'll do some of the same dances that they did uh, yes. the other day. Imagine so, well for sure. Yep. So thank you guys for listening. <laughs>